This podcast is brought to you by Dingle Mount Church. It will open up God's Word to you, inspire you to love God, and grow in the knowledge of Him, and challenge you to live a victorious Christian life. Be blessed as you listen. honor to be here again. Seems like uh, every time we're here, it's for <laughs> either a baptism where some people die and resurrect again, or to celebrate the gift of a child. It's such a great honor. Thank you very much, Pastor Okay and Nikki, and everyone, all the friends and family, Dingle Mount here. It's always good to remember uh, what someone said when sometime Pastor Oke came to our church to speak about mingling in the dingle. So we're all here again to mingle in the dingle. And Pastor Oke, I will gladly receive another invitation when the third one happens. <laughs> 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 Shall we turn our Bibles to Matthew chapter 1? And I will be reading from verse 18. It's so amazing uh, what was laid on my heart to share with us has been re echoed. Uh, First, by what we did and listening to the way Michael's other names were pronounced uh, was amazing. And uh, in verse 18, the Bible declares, and I read, I'm reading from the New International Version. It says, This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit, because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law, and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He had a mind to divorce her quietly. And then verse 20, the Bible says, But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, Son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Shall we just bow our heads to pray? Father, thank you. You watch over your word to perform. You confirm your spoken word with signs following. Thank you for your word you've placed on our hearts and upon our lips to declare. Thank you for the words of the song we just sang. God sent his son. We called him Jesus. Thank you for your name that has brought every one of us here together. We are gathered in your name. Thank you, Lord Jesus, as we acknowledge your presence, King of Kings, in this place. 
Lord, let there be an entrance of your word. Let there be light, let there be understanding unto everyone who hears your word today. And may we not forget what we hear, but may we be doers of your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. What readily came to my mind praying about tonight was in form of a question, what do you call your children? And uh, a scenario just played back in my mind. Two scenarios, really. I remembered when we were young. I don't know if it's a rhyme. I don't know if it's a nursery rhyme. But I know we just used to say things like, sticks and stones may hurt my bones, but names will never hurt me. And I remembered also the second scenario. I think it was in Asda some years ago. And I was just walking by the aisles, and here comes this woman pushing a trolley with a little boy, a little baby, placed, you know, delicately in the, in the trolley. And she was busy pulling things off the shelf, throwing them in the, uh, in the trolley. And every time she put things in the trolley, the little baby boy picks it from the trolley and throws it out. She did that, and I was watching the scene every time. And, you know, it was almost like a scuffle between mother and son. And I heard the woman call this little boy's name. And she looked at me. Isn't he a little monkey? Monkey, monkey. And I thought to myself, so why are you disappointed at what he's doing? You called him a monkey. He's busy fulfilling what you have said over his life. What do you call your children? See, the practice of name calling coincidentally began with the first man. We see that in the book of Genesis, God creates animals. He brings every animal to Adam, the Bible said, to see what he will call them. And whatever name he called them, that was the name thereof. Now, I wonder where did Adam where did he get this ability? Where did he get this practice from? Just backtrack to Genesis chapter 1. Every single thing God created, God gave a name. The Bible said he created the light. He said, let there be light. He separated the light from darkness. And the Bible said God called the light day. He called the darkness night. And then you begin to see everything God created until God ultimately created man in his image, in his likeness, which meant that man had the same ability that God had. So whatever name man calls a thing, you find out that everybody agrees. For example, we're all sitting on uh, something that's got four legs. What is it called? A chair. I thought it was a table. <laughs> <laughs> oh, someone is sitting on a stool. <laughs> Do we all agree that's a stool? Okay. You find out that whatever name we proclaim, seems like everybody seems to agree. Now, I began to see from the Bible some kind of a, a precedence. In Genesis chapter 2 verse 19, that's where we see Adam calling names. All the animals. And then, guess what? In Genesis chapter 3, God gives him a wife. 
in verse 20, the Bible said, he called the woman Eve because she's going to become the mother of all living. Move down some years, the man Abram. The first name we see about this man is Abram, A-B-R-A-M. And one day in Genesis chapter 17, verse 5, years after, we see God coming to this man. And literally, God changed his name. God told him, Genesis chapter 7, verse 5, paraphrasing, Your name shall no more be called Abram, but it shall be called Abraham. Now, what does Abram mean? And what does Abraham mean? I found out Abram simply means a high father. Now, for many years, he was called by that name. And for all the years he was called by that name, he never had a single child. God comes to him and calls him by a different name, a father of a multitude, or a father of many nations. And what do we see happen? He begins to live by this name. God promised him he will have a son. And God promised that through him the nations of the earth will be blessed. If you fast forward to the New Testament, the Bible tells that all of us, we are all children of Abraham by faith. So we see the fulfillment of that name calling, name changing event coming to pass. Let's move away from Abraham. Let's go to his wife. Her name was originally called Sarai. And God said, you're not going to call her Sarai anymore. You are going to call her Sarah. Now, what's the difference? Sarai means contention. Sarah means a princess. Now, when she was Sarai, that was when she told her husband one day, I'm paraphrasing and I'm trying to imagine what happened. You know what, Abraham, darling? All these years, my dear, you said God gave you a promise. We're going to have a child. It's never happened. Never Look at me, I'm not getting any younger. Come on, old man, look at your gray hair. You know what? Let's do something. She went in contention, which was the meaning of the name Sarai, against God's promise, and told the husband, hey, I've got a little housemaid there, Hagar. Come on, go into her. And you and I know what happened. As a result of that contentious advice, Sarai, Contention gave her husband Abraham, high father. The world is still reaping the consequences today. Now let's move on. There was a man in the Bible called Jacob. That's another interesting one. He was born, he had a brother, a twin brother called Esau. Right from the day he was born, I think the parents watched what happened. As he was coming out, they saw what he did. He grabbed the leg of his twin brother and they simply looked at him. Poor boy, Jacob. Jacob simply means a cheat, a supplanter. And of course, he didn't disappoint his parents. He lived on to cheat. Cheated his brother of his birthright. Lied about so many things. He later reaped that because when he grew up, got married, he got cheated also by his father-in-law. But one day, this man, Jacob, content, uh, sorry, Jacob means a cheat. Cheating his way all his life, one day he wrestles with an angel. 
And while he was wrestling with the angel, the angel did something very polite and asked him, what is your name? You know what he said? My name is Jacob. The angel said, very true. I'm paraphrasing. That's a good name. That's the right name because that's what you are simply living by. But you know what? We're going to change your name today. No longer Jacob, but you're now going to be changed to Israel, which means a prince of God. From that time on, you begin to see Jacob's life, who is now Israel, begin to change. God cuts a covenant with his descendants. Today, we see, indeed, there's a nation called Israel. You don't mess with that nation. Because, indeed, if you mess with a prince, guess who you're messing with? The king, the father of the prince. Let's move on. A man, we see him in the book of 1 Samuel 25 and verse 25. His name? Nabal, married to a beautiful damsel called Abigail. And uh, one day, a warrior and ordained king who was still living in the wilderness, waiting for the day of his coronation, called David, one day saw his flock and his herdsmen of Nabal, and, you know, helps them, guides them, protects them. And I uh, was simply asking for a favor. He asked from his herdsmen, can you tell your boss, so and so and so, can, can he give me so and so and so? Nabal, their boss, said, who is David? And said so many derogatory things. David heard, David a warrior. The warrior in him arose, said, I am going to deal with Nabal. But his wife, Abigail, heard, quickly ran to David, sorry. Paraphrasing also, please don't mind my husband. Do you know his name? Nabal. What does Nabal mean? He's a fool. What do you expect? He was behaving foolishly. That's his name, Nabal. I'm talking to us, what names do we call our children? But, you know, let's take one step further. What names do we call ourselves? There was a woman in the Bible, the book of Ruth. She had a nasty experience. Husband dies. She loses everything. And she returned back to her people. And her people saw her, and, you know, kind of trying to welcome her back. And she said, no, 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 don't call me Naomi. Because that was her name. Her name, Naomi simply meant pleasant. And she said, no, 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 don't call me Naomi anymore. Call me Mara. What does Mara mean? Bitter. Because she's had some bitter experiences. Now, I think at this juncture, looking at the precedents we have about names in the Bible, something tells me we should watch what we call ourselves, what we call our children. Now, a woman had a Terrible labor, a very painful labor. We see this story in First Chronicles chapter 4. She gives birth to a baby boy. Guess what she calls the baby boy? Jabez. What does Jabez mean? Sorrow, pain. And this young boy's life was characterized by sorrow. How do I know? He himself testified in First Chronicles chapter 4 from verse 9. 
The Bible said that Jabez was more honorable than his other brothers. Because his mother gave him Jabez. His mother gave him that name, Sorrow, because she bore him in sorrow. But Jabez could see that all through his life, sorrow befell him. Sorrow accompanied him. He had a very sorrowful life, a very sorrowful testimony. The Bible said, one day, this particular day, he cried unto God and asked God literally to change his destiny. The poor boy had no choice in what his mother could call him. On the day of his dedication, perhaps like we're dedicating Michael today, you know, maybe if Michael could talk, we don't know what he would have said. That, oh, thank you for calling me Michael, by the way. Because Michael means, who is like God? Hallelujah. Amen. Now, on the day of his naming, I'm trying to imagine. Mom looks at him and probably hisses, this boy, who caused me pain. Terrible label. Sorrowful child. I want to remember this pain. Probably I'll never forgive you for kicking me while you were in the womb. And when you were about to come out, I know the pain and agony you caused. Jabez, sorrowful child. Sorrow, sorrow, sorrow. And his life was sorrowful because his mother called him that. Now we've seen Bible examples. I know a young man. Not a very good example. He was naughty, misbehaved. And his mother will always say to him, I think you are smoking weed, boy. You must be on drugs. Anytime he misbehaves, boy, you are smoking weed. You are weedy. I don't know <laughs> what name. And this boy kept hearing that every time he misbehaved. And truly, sincerely, this was a young man that had never tasted nor seen weed in his life. But he kept hearing his mom telling him, you smoke weed. You must be on drugs. Guess what the young man started doing? Started looking for weed. Watch what you call your children. I know of another young lady, true life story. The mother, anytime she misbehaves, begins to call her different names. Names like prostitute. Names like bush girl. Names like horrible child. And but there was this particular name she always called the, the child. It was more of like telling the child what would become of her. She said, you know what? You continue with this kind of life. You are going to catch tuberculosis and you will die of tuberculosis. She kept saying this and kept saying this to this naughty girl. And guess what happened to the girl when she was just about 19? She was diagnosed of tuberculosis, chronic tuberculosis. I was there, living witness. But thank God, there is a name that is above every name. The Bible says at the mention of that name, every knee shall bow. Whatever name you have been called, whatever name that you pronounce on someone, there is a name that can neutralize it. It's the name Jesus. When Jesus was going to be born, just before he was born, six months before he was born, his auntie, Elizabeth, was going to have a baby in her old age. And guess what happened? An angel appears to the father, Zechariah. The angel clearly spoke to the father, you're going to have a son. This is going to be his name. But he found it very hard to believe. And God did one of the smartest things 
that I've seen or the angel, through the angel said, because you don't believe, you are going to be dumb. You are not going to say any word until this child is born. Somehow I'm believing that God recognized that through what he told Zechariah, Zechariah could have destroyed it with his own mouth. He could probably have gone out of that temple that day. I had this funny experience. An angel appeared to me and said, you, Elizabeth, my wife, you're going to have a son. What sort of son? It's never done. How old are you? Look at me. I'm old. Well stricken in age, the Bible says. And he could have probably said all sorts of negative stuff. But God ensured his mouth was shut. And the day he was born, guess what happened? They brought him. Thank God, Michael is brought dedicated to the Lord today. And they were going to give him a name. Tradition kicked him. Oh, in our tradition, this child should be named after his father. So we're going to call him Zechariah, the man who was dumb. Thank God for that dumb experience. See, at times, we need to recognize that death and life are in the power of the tongue. We need to watch the things we say. If you have nothing good to say, I didn't say it, <laughs> but I heard it. Can you echo it again? <laughs> I think it's good to just shut up, right? It's safe. So the angel shut his mouth. On the day of the child's dedication, he said, we call him Zechariah, and everybody was about to do that. The wife said, no, 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 no. We're going to call him a name. No one's ever bought that name before. He said, what name? She said, John. John? John. Is that some alien name? John. In this culture. No way. And the guy who was dumb. Mm -hmm. Just imagine what happened to Zechariah at that point. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Was signaling for a paper. Right, they gave him a pen. Yes, give me a pen, give me a pen. <laughs> and then guess what he wrote down? John! Where did that name come from? God told them, call his name John. Do you know what John means? How many Johns do we have in the house tonight? Any John? God bless you, John! <laughs> John means God is gracious. Did you see the way he graciously pronounced Michael's names? <laughs> God is gracious. Because indeed, God had shown them his grace. Giving them a child in their old age. And this young boy grew. The Bible said he was filled with the spirit of God from his mother's womb. Went into the wilderness. Became the great forerunner of Jesus Christ. John, who we all know as John the Baptist. Now let's come to the master himself. Now take us back to the scripture we started with. Just look at verse 20. Matthew chapter 1. But after he had considered this, that's talking about his father, or supposed father, Joseph, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid. To take Mary home as your wife, 
Because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. In verse 21, she will give birth to a son. And you are to give him the name Jesus. Why? Look at that reason. It says, because he will save his people from their sins. What does the name Jesus mean? It means Jehovah is salvation. Jehovah saves. It means God is my salvation. He shall save his name. I mean, he shall save the people from their sins. And this child was given that name. And guess what he did? He fulfilled the name. And in the book of Philippians, chapter 2, the Bible says God has highly exalted him. And has given him a name that is above every name. That at the mention of that name Jesus, every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Can I tell you, sticks and stones may hurt my bones, but truly names can hurt. But I've come to announce to us today, whatever names you have been called by, or if the Spirit of God is convicting you, stop and watch what you call your children. Don't just call them monkeys. Don't call them horrible names. Graciously, with your lips, speak life unto your children. Speak grace over your family. And can I tell you also, you're married, next time your husband misbehaves, don't call him that name. God didn't call him that name. You know that name you call him? Stop it. Because whatever you call him, that's what he will become to you. Whatever you call your children, that's what they become to you. Whatever you call yourself, that's what you are gradually becoming. And guess what? God made sure that every one of us has access to the name above every name. And I pray tonight that whatever negative name anyone has pronounced over you, over your children, I don't care what professional, I don't care what teacher in school, I watch what teachers call my children. I don't allow that. I reverse it quickly. Whatever negative name, all you need to do today is to call upon the name Jesus. For the Bible says, whosoever shall call upon that name shall be saved. Can we bow our heads tonight as we reverse every name God has not called us? Whatever it is, is it the name of a disease? Is it the name of some experience some of us have had? I decree tonight, in the name of Jesus, every contrary name to the name of God upon your life is reversed. I decree in the name of Jesus, as Jesus, God is salvation, you will begin to experience salvation in your home, in your marriage, in your business. You will begin to experience the salvation of God. In every trouble that may confront you in life, call upon that name Jesus. Call upon that name Jesus. Can I crave our indulgence tonight? If there's anything we should all do tonight, the Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of Jesus shall be saved. Can I ask us to call the name Jesus? Can we call upon that name right now? Just call Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. 
Jesus. Jesus have mercy. Jesus heal. Jesus save. Father, thank you. This is your word. And Lord, you are bound to confirm your word with signs following. I want to thank you ahead of time for the miracles you have done, for the destinies you have reversed, for the homes you have healed, for the children you have restored, for relationships that, Lord, that were broken down, but at the name of Jesus tonight has been restored. Father, thank you. To you be all the glory and all the praise and all adoration. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Thank you very much. If you have enjoyed listening to this podcast, why not join us in worship at the Dingle Mount Church or log on to our website at www.dinglemount.org for more information. Thank you for listening.